Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. This is week two, session five of the 2K plan. If you haven't listened to my introduction on week one, session one, either head back and take a listen or go to the rowalong.com website where the full description of how to use this 2K plan is available. This is a bottom tier and it's a very bottom tier this one, okay, after session four, which was the top end one. So what we're going to do today is two 20 minute intervals at 18 strokes a minute and your pace is going to be 2K plus 20 or if you feel you need to go slower in order to manage it without uh, tipping into mid, etc., then do that, okay? So this is a recovery row after what's started off as quite a tough week. Okay, so we're going to start off with a four minute warm up. As always, we set up our machine, set your drag factor first. Remember, I've got a video about drag factor. Then uh, set your monitor height so that it's at eye height. You don't have to look up, don't have to look down. And your foot straps so they cover the bottom lace of your shoe. Or, in my case, for socks, so that I can hinge forward nicely at the front. Right, let's go. Four minute warm up in three, two, one, go. So just run about 18 strokes a minute for this for the time being. It's all about the 18s today. And yes, all the lies that you've been hearing about Scotland being a wet, rainy country, they're being exposed day by day when I film another session outside in the blistering sunshine. It's quite amazing to be honest. Who knows if this is just an aberration. Well, actually, I mean, every few years we do have a, something resembling a summer in Scotland. So I don't really think it's gonna be, we're not talking global warming yet. If this was December, then maybe it's the end of June right now, so. Right, a minute gone. So, just have a wee think. What's your position like? Are you leaning forward at the front with straight arms? Nice braced core to allow your drive. And then swinging into a slight backward lean. So you're just going from 11 o'clock at the front to one o'clock in the back. There's no need for any more. I'll talk more technique stuff during the row just to keep you right, along with my usual, what would you call them? Ramblings? <laughs> right, two more strokes, then take a foot out with a foot stretcher, and then just do some single leg rowing. As being today is a very bottom row. We don't have to worry about being too warmed up. They'll just gradually get up to as warm as you need to be in the main session. Make sure and still continue to have a solid drive off the leg that's still hooked in. One more. Let's swap legs. Try and still maintain your stroke so you're forward and back lean. This is just about helping with compression and just that feeling of a drive from the single leg. So you should still be rowing normally. One more here. Then legs pretty much straight, slight bend. Lean back. Pull in. Simple. Just make sure you rock through your hips as you do that lean back. And remember, it's the body first and then pulling in with the arms to finish. 
and a release. I'll talk, like I say, more about that later. Reverse, straight arms, just the legs. If you need to have a slight lean back at the end to soak up power, then do. But this is all about that point at the front, hitting the catch, bang on, okay? You wanna get that catch without your seat sliding forwards first, which is another of my do as I say, not as I do, because that's my biggest issue right now, which I will try and work on as we go through our main session today, which I will describe to you. So I'll continue moving up and down the rail and have a wee drink. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. So once again, today's session is going to be two 20 minute intervals with two minutes rest in between. You're going to be rowing them at 18 strokes per minute and your pace will be 2k plus 20. If you need to go a little bit slower, maybe 2k plus 22 in order to make this a nice comfortable bottom tier nowhere near mid, then that's what I want you to do, okay? If you're doing an effort level out of 10, I want you to start off at five, okay? You may rise to six, maybe six and a half, but I want you to start at five. Hold your pace until the end, okay? And that's it. Um, if you want to set your monitor, then remember for the rest in between to set it to undefined rests, and that way we will both be able to start interval two at the same time. And that's everything from me for the time being, so let's get on the machine, strap in, Follow me for stroke rate. I'll try and hold it for most of it. And make sure, like I say, do not let this tip anywhere near a mid-level workout, okay? In three, two, one, go. Oh, that's a gorgeous crack of my right knee as I did that first stroke. That's not what we want. So of course, We've got various um, company from my own kids dotting around the noisy neighbours. I think they see me wheel the machine out into the garden, set up the camera, and go, oh look, he's making another, another video. Let's go out and make as much noise as we can. Or maybe I'm just paranoid. So, these two 20 minute intervals, you'll remember from last week, when we were doing them at 20 strokes per minute. It's not the most exciting row in the world, but it is one of the most important when you're doing a, especially if you're doing a six day workout plan these bottom tier recovery rows are super important. It's not like cycling where you may have heard of the, the term junk meters, where you're kind of in no man's land from training points of view. It's not like that in the row machine. As long as you get the right pace and stroke rate, then a roll like this is really important. Even if the rest of the sessions you do through the week are top tier, you never go anywhere near the mid stuff, making sure you do one or two sessions like this a week is all you need. They'll just keep you from overtraining and burning out. So, really, we're at the top of this. Talk a little bit about technique. I know, I know, I know. I do try and say it in a slightly different way each time. Sometimes I start, who's that? Sometimes I start with 
arms, sometimes it's legs, sometimes it's body. But the fact is, as repetitive as it gets, I think you'll agree that, especially on these longer rows, having someone just give you the key things to remember can help. Especially when it's such a low rate, it's quite easy to get lazy with the stroke. To be honest, no matter what rate you're rowing at, there's always the potential for technique slipping. So that's why pretty much every row I do with you, I'll always mention at least the key points for technique so that you get used to analyzing your, your own stroke. And hopefully think about kind of fixing anything that's any gremlins that have snuck in on every different kind of rate. So that's my preamble, my justification. And as always, there's a chance that this is the first one of my videos that you've watched. So I can't assume that I have a incredibly large constant fan base <laughs> fan base that's uh, viewers let's not call you a fan base <clears throat> can't assume that it's all the same people watching all the time so I'm trying to say there's new people coming all the time so if I don't talk technique I'll miss you Anyway, so, I quite like concentrating on arms as the trigger for everything else. So the point of your arms is that when you're in the front, known as the catch, your arms are straight and relaxed. That'll be the gate close. So at the front, straight and relaxed. And you maintain that straight position all the way until close to the end of the leg drive. And it's only at that point that you bend the elbows and pull the handle in. Make sure they're relaxed at the front to let the power get through. Nice relaxed hands. Maybe use your fingers like hooks so you're not gripping onto it. And it allows you a little bit more length if they're hooked with your thumbs underneath. And it also allows air to circulate so that your hands won't get sweaty and your chances of getting blisters are reduced as such so anyway so let's do the drive relaxed arms and you pull in at the end and then release your arms at the same pace you brought them in Notice, I don't pause, okay? I was watching some CrossFit competitions the past few days. And seeing a few of them row, yelling at the TV screen. What find a lot of them were doing 
I'll demonstrate on this stroke. Was this, which isn't right. If you want to be in, I said before, you want to dance with the machine rhythm. It's not a jerky, mechanical, robotic movement. It's fluid. So the handle comes in and then you re release it at the same pace back into straight arms. Making sure they get over your knees as quick as possible. Why do they go over your knees as quick as possible? So that you can make use of your body's momentum as you rock from the 11 o'clock position at the front as you're looking at me to the one o'clock position at the back. So hands away, body rock. Hands away, body rock. Hands away, body rock. Okay. And because my hands are past my knees, as my body rocks forwards, all I need to do is bend my knees and I start sliding towards the front of the machine. And because I'm using the momentum of my body rather than Let's see. Hang on, let me try and get this wrong for a second. This is what you see a lot of people do. Okay. This is an example of how not to row. For several reasons. Number one, injury prevention. You're gonna hurt yourself if that's how you row. Number two, efficiency of the stroke. So you're having to kind of, oh, I was just saying about the fluid movement. You're having to slow down in order to do all those jerky hands over knees movements and things. So you're not kind of recycling momentum and things to, to move. But hand in hand with that also means you're not really recovering. Because what you have to do if you're doing, I'll do it again, that kind of a stroke, is you're having to pull yourself back up the rail with your quads. So That means that you're using muscles that you really don't need to be using at that point in the stroke. Which means you'll get tired out quicker. But then that then means that the whole point of this part of the stroke, this whole duration here, all the way to the front, it's called recovery for a reason. Because you're recovering, not only recovering to the front of the machine, but you're recovering from the stroke you've just taken. So by using no real muscle power, apart from that rock over through the hips, this entire period, I'm not working at all. It's all just rolling forwards. So, when rowing at like 18 strokes, 20 strokes, a minute, even slightly higher, you're doing a two to one ratio of recovery versus 
stroke. So if this was one stroke every three seconds, the drive is one second. Then you get a whole two seconds to recover. It's like 1.1 and 2.2 for 18 strokes a, a minute though, so. Anyway, so this is the point. That's a very long, 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 long way of explaining why you get your hands over your knees and why you make sure and rock your body back and forward. Which then brings us to the body. So you want to forward lean at the front and you want to maintain that forward lean for as long as possible while driving your legs into the machine to let the power transfer through. And much like the arms, it's only when your leg drive is coming to an end that you swing your back back. So you go legs, body, arms, arms, body, legs. Legs, body, arms, arms, body, legs. That all helps get power through and by having the forward lean, you're preventing injury by letting the power get through as it should. Whereas a few, I'll do it wrong here. And again, if you lean back way too early, I can instantly feel that on my lower back. Because all the power is then crushing through your L2 and your spine. And therein lies lower back problems. Whether you actually hurt your spine or maybe your psoas muscles go into spasm, which happens to me from time to time, usually after a particularly bad sprint. And then that transition into your forward lean should happen as soon as possible with your arms moving forwards. So what it really means is that the time spent not in a forward lean is actually really short, maybe a fifth of the stroke. The rest of the time through the drive, then through the recovery, is spent in a forward lean. There we go. Don't worry, the second interval, I'll touch on technique just so you don't waver. <coughs> I mean, it won't be a 15 minute lecture, but hopefully, Hopefully it passes the time for you. I mean, with any luck, the reason you choose to roll along with me is because I'm helping you with your rowing. If you just want just plain distraction, just to pass the time while you're rowing, and you don't care about technique or how to get faster, and fitter and stronger. You're just here because you think it'll help you. Then I recommend downloading the Stephen Fry audio books for Harry Potter or something else, a podcast or something. I'm hoping it is the very reason that I'm keeping you in, in line with technique. 
but that's why you choose to come watch my videos. Sure isn't for my scintillating chat. All right, hopefully you're still holding your pace though. I'd hate to think that you've slipped because I haven't been on your back. Two quick things to finish off on technique. One I'll demonstrate in the next interval and that's about not yanking on the foot straps to pull yourself forwards or stop yourself at the back of the stroke. Don't need to do that. And I'll demonstrate precisely that you don't need to do that in the next interval. And the other thing is how to set your arms at the back. Now, I have seen and read lots of coaches say to flare your elbows out at the back of this. Personally, that's not for me. But then, you know what? Maybe it's worthwhile trying it. There's a good chance when I started telling you how to row technique-wise, because it was so alien to what you were doing originally. You were going slower at first, but maybe you were up to speed now. Maybe the same would happen with me. Right, two strokes to go. Then we get a two-minute rest. So remember, if you're doing this as a just row, your monitor may turn off. You just have to press a button to keep it live. If you're doing it as an interval along with me and you've set it to an undefined rest, then make sure to press the button to continue with about 10, 15 seconds to go. Excuse me. Um, This two minute rest isn't particularly needed, but what it does is it keeps it, it's a 40 minute row we're doing. And so by having this little break in between, it caps it, it stops you going too hard. It's a chance that by the time you got up to 40 minutes at this pace, you might start to just kind of claw away at a mid tier workout instead of a bottom tier. And we just don't want to go anywhere near. This one is really important that you don't push it. The other one, I mean, um, session one on the six day plan, that's a bottom tier that can go a little bit harder because it's your first session of the week. But by the time you've done that one, you've done a mid, you've done another bottom, you've done the top, which is the one before this, you really need one that just kind of beds you in again before having another mid on day six. Again, it's slightly different if you're on a five, four, three day plan, but then maybe this isn't the one that you pick as your bottom tier on those days because it's a, it, this is a bottom bottom. <laughs> bottom? <laughs> That's my impression of a minion. Well, I am bright yellow, I suppose, so. Right, press your button if you haven't already. And get ready to go in five, four, three, two, one, go. And here we go, there. Second 20 minute interval. Just the same as the first. You might find, if you've got a heart rate monitor on, that it gets up to the same level you were at before a lot quicker. Because you only had two minute rests. If it was like a five minute rest, that wouldn't happen, but that's too long a rest for this kind of session and you might find it goes maybe maybe 10 bpm higher I mean any more than 10 bpm higher on this one for your heart rate I think you're probably working too hard or what's likely to happen to me because I didn't drink enough just then 
is that if you're dehydrated, your heart rate will suddenly spike. Oh, just as I said that, a really nice breeze came along. Thank you, Mother Nature. You rock. It really is quite nice, growing outside. I'm sure my neighbors think I'm an idiot. No idea if they can actually hear me talking away to myself as well. <laughs> Waiting to hear a voice from a fence going, oh, so Could you shut up, please? Didn't really close off the arms chat. So, ah, didn't do the other thing either. Arms first. Basically, the suggestion is to put your elbows out to the side like that. Now, I can feel my shoulders crunching as I do it. It doesn't feel like I'm get, getting the same amount of power. Certainly, there's something going on with pectorals but I don't feel my lats are anywhere near as involved. Feels almost like it's just more of a forearm. I can have a flick into a finish and maybe shoulder muscles as well. Whereas to put that bring my elbows through feels so much more natural to me. I don't know. What I might do is post on a forum because I brought this up a few times in the rows. I just go to the Concept2 Indoor Rowing Hub on Facebook and just say what you doing with your elbows, folks? And I will feedback. Anyway, the other thing was about the foot straps. And I forgot to do what I said I was going to do. So, at the 16 minute mark, I'm going to take both my feet out of the foot straps to prove that you don't need to wrench yourself against them. Right, so, 60 minutes, one, I'm stuck. Oh. Ah. There we go, sorry about that. You should have expected a hiccup at that point. So it's both feet out of the foot straps. And you'll notice I'm neither flying off the back of the machine at the end of the drive, nor am I staying there because I have no way to get forward again. What's the trick? Well, it's not a trick, it's a technique. If you're going to try this yourself, what I recommend is, first off, Loosen your straps, okay? Don't take your feet out. That way, you've got a safety net in case you do go flying off the back. You can suddenly flick your feet and catch yourself. So, the two things are, one, we've already discussed. That's about getting the handle away and the lean forward. That way, when you bend your knees, that's all you need to do to slide back up to the front of the machine again. Like this. Okay? So there is no pulling myself forward. And again, if I was to do the bad stroke, <laughs> I could hardly give myself. <laughs> Let's not do that again. <laughs> I was beached at the back of the machine there. Couldn't get forward again. So there you go, so 
heavy days of learning day, even for me. So I'm literally, it's just about momentum, getting me back to the front machine again. And the, it's a tiny downward pitch of the slide, which helps too, but it's very, very, very gentle. So. Anyway, so that's how you get forwards without needing to yank against the foot straps. But then, what stops you flying off the back? That is about getting your leg drive done and dusted before you're, you finish your arm pull in, okay? So you drive, finish, pull. Drive, finish, pull. And what that does is it makes sure that nearly all the momentum from your body going that way has gone in through the handle and into the flywheel and therefore into your effort and your speed. And then there's just a tiny little, sorry, little, French to you, Stevenson. Little bit of inertia moving backwards, but if you just have a braced core, that's enough. And then that braced core then helps you get the handle forwards and rock through the hips again. Rock. Power cord. So that's it. You don't have to stop yourself at the back of the machine with your feet, which if you have to do is all the power wasted that you put into the stroke. And at the same time then, you have to use your various muscles to brace yourself. Oi, son, come back. So that's the technique stuff out of the way. More importantly, and I bet you're absolutely raging. You've had to wait almost 30 minutes of session to find this out, but tonight's dinner is actually a repeat. It's burgers again. But it kind of has to be an idea like this, doesn't it? Fire up the barbecue, cook some burgers, maybe have a nice beer in the sun or cold glass of rosé or something. I do like rosé. I like red wine, but not the real thick, heavy stuff. And I quite like red wine chilled. I'm a monster. Not really a fan of white wine. Just battery acid. Gives me awful heartburn. But rosé is like baby bear for me. It's cold and refreshing, but still has that nice fruity red wine taste to it. So that's tonight. And we're gonna be terrible, terrible healthy people in terms of not healthy. And I'm gonna go get a bag of chips from the chip shop. We are venturing out to the chip shop. It's okay. Today's roll would have burned quite a lot of calories. And it's my cheat day as far as diet is concerned. You need one for mental strength every now and then. 
not too often, but once in a while. I kind of believe, I mean, on absolutely no research grounds or anything. It's just something I've made up in my head, but I believe in metabolic shock. So you eat like a healthy monk most of the time, but then I think it's tend to think your body gets used to that and kind of starts to kind of exist around the calorie control and fat control and salt control and how you're eating doesn't really have the same effect anymore but then along comes a great big dirty burger smothered in Jack Daniels barbecue sauce yummy <laughs> and a bag of salty chip shop chips once every say four to six weeks or something I'd have to figure your body goes what? what was that? And it's like hitting reset on the plateau that it's just hit it's the same with training really if you were always doing low impact steady state stuff eventually your body would just become very efficient at doing low impact steady state stuff stuff? yeah as lists so you then throw in a high intensity interval workout and suddenly your body has to deal with that and it stops it from plateauing which is pretty much the essence of this training plan is that by having a pyramid structure for bottom, mid and top your body never really settles into one kind of session and gets efficient at just that and also it gives you a, a rule like this we a good fat burner one and then a high interval workout because of how it is be a good heart rate workout which then also gives you that kind of afterburn of calories so mixing it round I believe stops your body from plateauing stops your mind frankly from getting bored Ooh, come on son uh, and then by mixing it up you have a chance at this kind of a rate to work on your technique and then the faster stuff you use that technique information to be able to go fast nice and powerfully which lets you get stronger so it's all there is a plan to this plan what I'm saying and then it's just up to you how you navigate it and whether you choose to stay honest with it or not in terms of your pacing because it can be as I've been there before frustrating when you look at the bottom tier sessions and you really want to go fast that day you know what? Try it. Keep a diary. See how you get on with the rest of the week. And if you think you can just trust your body and you're getting faster and fitter, then don't listen to me. Keep going with what works for you. I'll just provide the sessions. You can provide your own order. But if you ever get stuck 
you ever think it's stopped working, you can come back to this plan as a kind of, again, a reset, reboot, until you work out how you want to do it again. Again, I don't know you. I don't know what your strengths and weaknesses are. So, I can't really tailor this for you. But at the same time, you're not paying for this. So you can experiment with it. Work out where you see results and where you don't. As you so wish. And if you have other priorities, do those other priorities. I'll always be here. Even when I'm gone, I'll always be here. I don't know if that's morbid or philosophical. Anyway. So, I'll finish off today's row by going back to the CrossFit stuff because I'm sure some of you folks are CrossFit people looking for a little bit of advice on how to improve your row and what I'd say is I watched the the marathon that they did in the 2018 CrossFit Games and apart from a few and I mean only a handful a few rowers pretty much all of them had a hideous technique from like I said that kind of the pause that I was seeing to the people who'd launched their back too early through the stroke, which I'm not going to demonstrate, but they wouldn't have that forward lean going. Or the ones, I'll try and do this, see if it doesn't hurt me. Who would do this? Who knows what was going through their mind? Apart from their knees, of course. But um, I mean, it's a marathon row, so when you're facing three hours on the machine, you obviously do get a bit tired. But that was a particularly worrying stroke to see just from an injury point of view I mean surely the whole point of this is to be fast, fit strong and more importantly healthy and continue to do stuff like this if you're fast and you're, the price you pay for it is an injury that keeps you off the machine and out of your chosen sport it was a pure, poor choice. Right, three strokes. Two. Last stroke coming up. That's it. So there we go. That was a very, very bottom tier workout. So I'm going to reset my monitor. Come on. We'll just jump into a two minute cooldown. Come on. Anyone? Ah, there we go, just roll. I'll stay out with the straps. Okay, three, two, one, go. Oh, I didn't say the carrot thing. My whole technique chat when it comes to posture. Too late now to say it, of course, but don't think about your posture on the machine. Just think about you're sitting on a carrot. Not going that way. But going that way. So you're I mean, instantly, I know that that has completely changed my posture from how I was rowing the past 40 minutes. 
So maybe I need to stick a picture of a carrot in my monitor or something. I mean, that's re revolutionary in terms of how it feels for me. I feel powerful. I feel like I'm getting a good solid drive. My core's braced at the end. And all because I'm imagining I've got a carrot stuck up my jacksie. Anyway, so session five of week two in the bag. Session six is another mid interval. If you're on the six day plan. So I hope you enjoyed today's. Remember, check out the website for full information about this training plan and things like drag factor and stroke power index, which I didn't bore you with today. May do that in session six. Woohoo! Also check out indoorrowinginfo.com, which has lots of info about indoor rowing, funnily enough, including other training plans like the Pete plan and the FM plan and Wolverine plan and loads of them. And like apps you can use for your monitor. I've been using Crew today on Android. I tend to hop between crew and erg zone quite a lot. Oh, shoulder. I'm sure it's these low rate rows. Here's me talking about injury. But again, I think it's because I'm slouching at the front with the carrot up the jacks, he thought. Anyway, thank you once again. I'll take my glasses off so you can see me. Sweat runs into my eyes. So today's hashtag is, of course, going to be carrot up the jacksy. Okay? If you don't know what jacksy is, it's Scottish slang for your butt. Um, yeah. That's it. So thanks once again for rolling with me today. Hope you're enjoying the plan. Make sure and leave comments. Uh, check out the Facebook group if you want to post in there and whatever. I'm in there posting stuff all the time. So it's always nice to hook up with all of you, um, especially when I know that you actually hang around long enough. Maybe you're just still cooling down. You're like, I'm going to keep going until he shuts up. So if that's the case, one of these days I'm never going to stop. <laughs> anyway, have a good day. Remember to stick on suntan lotion if you do this kind of thing, but then it does run into your eyes. <laughs> Be well, stay safe. See you in the next one. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. <laughs>